Hello, welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV-related news, including movies premiering this week, box office numbers, DVD, Blu-ray streaming releases, and any noteworthy developments in the movie world. It's January 26, 2018. I'm Michael, and with me is Shannon. Hi. So how's the box office looking? Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle is in first place again with $19.5 million. And that is a total gross of $316.5 million in its fifth week. Very impressive. 12 Strong took the number two spot in its first week, 15.8 million. Den of Thieves, first week, 15 million. The Post took the number four spot, 11.7 million in its fifth week, total gross of 44 million. The Greatest Snowman, 10.5 million. Snowman? Fifth week, 113 million gross. What's opening in theaters tonight? Maze Runner, The Death Cure. In the finale to the Maze Runner saga, Thomas, Dylan O'Brien, leads his group of escaped gladers on their final and most dangerous mission yet. To save their friends, they must break into the legendary Last City, a WCKD-controlled labyrinth that may turn out to be the deadliest maze of all. Anyone who makes it out alive will get the answers to the questions the gladers have been asking since they first arrived in the maze. Will Thomas and the crew make it out alive, or will Ava Page get her way? The movie was originally scheduled to be released in the United States on February 17, 2017, but was postponed almost a year due to injuries that actor Dylan O'Brien sustained on set. The movie is directed by Wes Ball, who directed the other Maze Runner films, and this is the third Maze Runner film. It's the sequel to Maze Runner The Scorch Trials. Uh, and I had to look up what WCKD stands for. Apparently, it's World in Catastrophe Kill Zone Experiment Department. And I guess in the books, it's actually spelled out as Wicked, which mm. I wouldn't have realized that was what it's supposed to. I guess maybe it was too on the nose for uh, the movie. <laughs> yeah. I assume they're a bad corporation. I don't know why it's taking them so long to get out of the maze. Obviously, <laughs> I haven't seen any of these movies. No, I haven't seen them either. No, but I watched the trailer for this, and this time they're trying to get back into the maze or whatever. So, I guess they got out at some point. So it's like Lost, where they have to go back. I, we have to go back. I guess, yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I have not seen any of these either. And I've never even heard people talk about them much. No, me they, neither. Yeah. I mean, it must be popular with younger people. Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. I guess so. The, the Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Oh, it's even Urgh. worse than when I was looking this morning. 41%, 73 reviews, 30 fresh, 43 rotten. So yeah, that's, that's not, not great. Good, I mean, it's not the worst we've seen, but it's not no. great. Also out in wide release this weekend, Hostels. Set in 1892, Hostels tells the story of a legendary army captain, Christian Bale, who after stern resistance reluctantly agrees to escort a dying Cheyenne war chief, Wes Studi, and his family back to tribal lands, making the harrowing and perilous journey from Fort Berenger, an isolated army outpost in New Mexico, to the grasslands of Montana. The former rivals encounter a young widow, Rosamund Pike, whose family was murdered on the plains. Together, they must join forces to overcome the punishing landscape, hostile Comanche, and vicious outliers that they encounter along the way. Written and directed by Scott Cooper and based on a story by Donald E. Stewart. It looks interesting. Uh, right now, it's at 71%, so not bad, not fabulous, but solid. 98 fresh, 
40 rotten. Yeah, could be good. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't know I much about this it. one either. Probably not in the theater, but we'll watch it. Also out in limited release this week, Please Stand By, American Folk, Like Me, and Pad Mava. Yeah, I don't know anything about that one. But it's actually the highest tomato meter right now at 88% of these movies. I watched the trailer for Like Me. I guess that's like on social media, like Like Me. Um, it looks really weird and disturbing. American Folk looked very sweet and, you know, like kind of like that movie Once about the musicians. Kind of remind you of that. And um, Please Stand By is about an autistic girl trying to get her Star Trek script to uh, to some kind of um, competition. and Does it take place in like the 60s or is this oh. like a modern Star no, Trek? It looked modern. Yeah, I mean. It looked modern. But it's only uh, 55% on the tomato meter, so not not great. But this is not a lot of reviews, only 11. So. And that's Dakota Fanning, right? Yeah, I, I knew I knew she maybe... looked familiar and then I couldn't figure out who it was. Yeah, but. I haven't seen her in a while. I, I was like trying to figure out who it was until I saw the name. Um, yeah, it looked a little... Well, overly sweet, maybe. All right. All right, moving on. What's new this week? The 2018 Academy Award nominations were released. I don't really pay too much attention to these award shows. I'm not a big fan of them, but I know this is like the biggest one, so I thought we could mention the Best Picture nominees at least. Uh, they were Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I haven't seen any of them, which is depressing. I want to see a, a few of them. Yeah, I want to see a bunch of them too. Yeah. No Star Wars on there. We saw that one. No, it got, it did get some nominations, but in the categories it usually gets in, like sound or, or something. The Shape of Water received the most nominations with 13. And the other thing I thought was notable was Rachel Morrison was nominated for Best Cinematography for Mudbound, making her the first woman to be nominated in that category at all. Well, yeah, that's something. Yeah. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney has released some cast info for Incredibles 2. Better Call Saul's Jonathan Banks, that's Mike, is Rick Dicker, a government leader who helps the Parr family keep their superhero identities secret as head of the Super Relocation Program. Sophia Bush will play Void, a young Elastigirl fan who aspires to be a superhero and has the power of creating voids, allowing objects to appear and disappear. Isabel Rosalini voices Ambassador, who advocates for superheroes to be legalized. Bob Odenkirk plays Winston Deaver, who leads a telecommunications company with his sister Evelyn Deaver, Catherine Keener. He is a superhero fan and would like to help bring them out of hiding and back into the public eye by revamping public perception of them. Evelyn, meanwhile, is a genius who loves working on tech and has never met a problem she can't solve. So, um... Sounds good. Yeah. I haven't seen Sophia Bush in a while. I like her. Yeah. And Mike uh, from Better Call Saul. What's his name again? Jonathan Banks? Yep. He's got a great voice. Yeah, he's on Skylanders Academy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, right. I knew I heard him in something. According to The Wrap, Amazon Prime monthly membership has increased 18% from $10.99 a month to $12.99. Annual fee remains at $99. The price increase goes into effect February 18th for existing customers. New customers will pay the new price now. So, yeah, this only affects people who pay monthly. I guess they want 
Amazon wants them to uh, choose the annual fee. Yeah. Probably because they go on for a month, order a bunch of stuff, watch a bunch of stuff, then go off. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that the annual fee didn't change, but then I realized it was only a year or two ago that it went from $79 to $99. Yeah, I'm sure that was a it'll big go jump. up soon enough. Mm, I hope not. Per Variety, the long-rumored What We Do in the Shadows series is moving forward to FX with a pilot production commitment. Jemaine Clement and Teika Waititi, the stars, writers, and directors of the 2014 film, will serve as executive producers, with Clement serving as writer and Waititi serving as director. Kevin Novak, Matt Berry, Natasha Dimitru, and Harvey Gillen are set to star in the half-hour series. The original film is a mockumentary about a group of vampires in the city of Wellington, New Zealand. Although this series, I think they say, is supposed to take place in the United States. I watched the movie. It was pretty funny. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen that or, or even heard of it. Mm. Yeah, no, it, I, I, I heard it talked about a lot, and I uh, watched it when I was on travel, I think. It was, on, it was on Netflix at the time. I don't know if it still is. Hmm, sounds funny. It is. We should watch it. According to The Wrap, there's a Mighty Ducks TV series in the works. Stephen Brill, the screenwriter of the original trilogy, will write the script and executive produce. It's in the very early stages of development, so not much else is known. Did you give me this story because of my secret Jonathan crush Jackson. on Joshua Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no word on if he's going to appear. He's, he's on uh, some series, right? Still? Is I that think one so. on Showtime? Oh, The Affair. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. There's I don't know how available he's going to be, but I'm sure he'll make an appearance. It also wasn't sure if Emilio Estevez uh, was going to be in it. Oh, it would be nice to see him again. I mean, I don't know what else he's doing, so yeah. maybe he should be lobbying them to include him. <laughs> Definitely. According to The Wrap, Ryan Reynolds is set to produce and star in a new Clue movie based on the Parker Brothers board game with Deadpool screenwriters Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick penning the script. The film will not be connected to the 1985 Clue film, which oh, that, is unfortunate. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I would be surprised if it was. I mean, they kind of already solved the mystery. Right, but one. it is based on the board game. Yeah, no, it's definitely based on the board game. Hmm. And it's not a remake, it's just also based on the board That's game. That's a movie I definitely separate. remember going to see in the theaters. I was very yeah. excited. We saw two of the endings. But not the not the one which I think when it came to home video was decided was the real story. Oh, we saw the I other don't two. remember that at all. I didn't even remember it had different endings. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. It had three different endings depending on which one you went. And I think they would tell you you're seeing ending A, B, or C. So uh, you at least knew which one you were going to go see. Yeah, so you could go back and see a different one. Yeah, three times. <laughs> but um, is that just was that just a cheap way to get you to go see it again and again? Oh, I'm sure, but it was <laughs> it was still cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's cool. Um, yeah. I think I only saw it on video, so I probably just saw the whatever ending they. Yeah, and I think finalized. I think that's how it ends. Is they show you the the two endings. And then they say, but this is how it really happened. And that's oh, the one. And that's that the one I familiar. didn't see. Oh, well, that's cool. So you saw it like 
yeah. saw each one. Eventually, whenever right. I saw it on video. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Oscar and Emmy-winning actress Meryl Streep will star in the second season of Big Little Lies on HBO, alongside returning stars Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. So, pretty big name. I just think it's very interesting how these actors who hardly ever do TV stuff are just jumping right in there now. I think it's TV is is there. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's also the limited. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, that gives they're them not flexibility. Gonna, they're not going to commit to a twenty-two episode network show, probably, but something that's like eight episodes and might only be that season. You know. It's it's less of a commitment. It's true. But I yeah, watched I mean, Big Little Lies. It was it was good. I mean, people really loved it. I, I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I'll watch the next season. Uh, also, according to the rap, the Han Solo funeral is going to be featured in the Last Jedi novelization. Um, Ryan Johnson was talking about how there's certain scenes that he could expand upon that you know it wouldn't necessarily make sense to show in the movie. Um, there's so much going on, but in a book you have more time. I, I don't really know how movie, that's gonna fit into it, though. Exactly, like it, it took place over such a short period of time, and it was basically one big long battle. Right, and it was Im- when were they have like time for seemingly a immediately funeral. after the Force Awakens? Yeah, and um, but they also said that there was going to be more of they're going to show more of the relationship between Rose and her sister. I think her name is Paige. Yeah. So it must take place, like, there must be scenes set before the events of the movie actually right, take place. Right, before they But even so, I mean, it seems like The Force Awakens, and there's not much time between the two. So I don't know, I don't know if they have a funeral before Rey even leaves. Maybe Rey's going to be there. I don't know. I wasn't probably going to get the novel, but that kind of intrigues me. I'd like to at least see how that scene happens although obviously luke doesn't show up so i doubt ben makes an appearance either no doubtful yeah i'm kind of interested in an interview with zeitgeist entertainment magazine ed numier who co-wrote the original robocop revealed he's working on a continuation of the first film for mgm so i guess that robocop reboot from a few years ago didn't do that well Oh, I forgot that even happened. You're yeah, right. the guy from yeah. The Killing was in it. I think he was Robocop. Oh. We didn't. I don't think we saw it. No, I hope not, because <laughs> barely remembered it existed. But yeah, I guess not. And it sounds like he's kind of disregarding the second of the other sequels. I can't really remember how many there were. I think there. Uh, I think there were three. Yeah, I think of so. The original. And I think the second one was directed by Irvin Kirshner, who also directed The Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. But I guess... Which one? The second one? Yeah. I think I actually liked the second one. I don't really remember the third one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Another RoboCop movie. Deadline reports game change in the Butler screenwriter. Danny Strong has been tapped to script the Disney remake of the beloved musical Oliver, which will be directed by Thomas Kael, a Tony winner for Hamilton. Ice Cube will star. And not only that, he's Jonathan from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Dan of Strong. course, yeah. So he seems But I'm a to big have, fan of his writing. He, yeah. You know, he wrote, what was it? Recount yep. and, um, yeah, some good movies. So. I think he's like the creator of Empire, which, we've, which we haven't watched. 
oh. uh, which I recently found out, which I thought was pretty interesting. Maybe we'll have to check he seems that out. to have a pretty good career mm-hmm. you know, behind the camera. He's definitely a good screenwriter. So this this project sounds really interesting. Interesting people involved. So yeah, Duncan Jones, the director of Moon and Source Code. Uh, has a new Netflix movie coming out. It's called Mute, and it's going to be released on February 23rd, according to a tweet from the director. The film stars Alex Skarsgård, Justin Thoreau, and Paul Rudd. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, Moon and Source Code were... Great. (laughs) I really enjoyed them. Has he... Oh, wait, he... Did he do something? He made something bad, but he we did, didn't see it. I think he did World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. See, it got bad reviews, but I didn't. Yeah. I never actually saw it, so I don't know. No, me neither. Uh, and finally, Netflix is in talks to acquire God Particle, which I think we just talked about yeah, a week or two week. ago that mm-hmm. it was getting postponed. Um, they're set. They're in talks to acquire it from Paramount, the studio that made the latest thriller from J.J. Abrams' Cloverfield movie series. Paramount's release slate is being cleared by new chairman Jim Giannopoulos. The exec took over the reins last spring, and he's going through all the movies that they've developed uh, before he came in, and he's deciding whether they're good to be released into theaters or not. So does that mean this movie is bad? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. Or at least it isn't uh It sounded worth like such an interesting premise. Yeah, I also saw that I guess it has some problems and maybe J.J. Abrams was planning on trying to fix it in post-production, but he is otherwise occupied now because of episode nine. And now let's take a sponsor break. Do you like movies about orcs who are also cops? Yeah. Well, watch Bright Then, one of the best-reviewed movies about orcs who are cops on Netflix (laughs) then. Netflix, the net in our name, is short for internet. (laughs) What's new to streaming? A few new Netflix originals. A Feudile and Stupid Gesture, Dirty Money, One Day at a Time Season 2 with friend of the podcast Stephen Tobolowsky, The Adventures of Puss in Boots, Season 6. Wow, that's a lot of seasons. (laughs) Yes. Also new to Netflix, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Just the first one. On Amazon, Night Moves, Wonderstruck. Stars got... Sense and Sensibility, Rules of Engagement, Better Living Through Chemistry, Congo, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, Slums of Beverly Hills, and Higher Learning. Who got Angry Goes West? Yeah, that one just came out. That's just from last year. I think we talked about it. Uh, Did we? Yeah, it's the one with um, Aubrey Plaza. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see that one. Also out on DVD and Blu-ray, Jigsaw, Geostorm, Thank You for Your Service, and Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Leaving Netflix in February, Corpse Bride, Hard Candy, Project X, The Benchwarmers, Longest Day, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Family Guy Season 1-8, to Burn Notice Season 1-7, to Freakonomics, An Idiot Abroad Season 1-3, to Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room. And now let's uh, talk about the poll results from last week. Last week we asked, what movie are you most excited to see this weekend? So the results were 29% for Phantom Thread, 35% for I, Tanya, and 36% for Call Me By Your Name. I was surprised that one won, but only by a hair. Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty close. They are. It's a pretty even match. But I, Tanya, and Call Me By Your Name were 
really close. Yeah. This week's poll, the Maze Runner movies are awesome, adequate, terrible. The what movies? And I guess I'd have to say the what movies. Yeah, me I too. Since I haven't seen them. Yeah, that's what, that's what it's kind of there for. So let us know what you think and vote for the poll on Twitter on Daily Show Pod. And we'll discuss the results next week. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our feedback page is Daily's Show. Our Twitter account is Daily's Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show and talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.